morning, and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita, and today is Friday, December the 18th, 2020. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life, and in the lives of the people, places, and things that he has entrusted you to for such a time as this. Our God is awesome. And I just need you to take hold of that, and I need you to remember that you serve an awesome, awesome God. Thank you all so much for joining me um, for prayers for your day where we are praying or talking about the word uh, normally Monday through Friday between 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., but the month of December is a special month. And what makes the month of December special is that we are uh, reading a Proverbs a day, and we are meditating on Proverbs as we chase after God to seek more wisdom, insight, and understanding. And in that comes revelation knowledge through his word. So it's the 18th day of December. And as you know, we are reading the 18th chapter of Proverbs. I can tell you that since we started our journey together, um, I, I know that God is downloading wisdom. Um, he is giving me words to say um, in certain situations. He is leading me and guiding me in terms of how to go about situations and conflict, and I encourage you to continue to read your word, take notes, underline, highlight, circle, do whatever it is you need to do until that word gets down into your spirit. Pray and ask the Lord to bind his word to your heart. He said, whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose in the earth shall be loose in heaven. We want the word of God to be bound to our hearts and to our minds so that as we go throughout our day-to-day lives, as we interact with loved ones, strangers, all of that, then the word of God is forever present because it is bound to our hearts. Uh, On Fridays, we do things a little bit differently and know that we will be on, or I will be on tomorrow to go over Proverbs 19, and on Sunday to go over uh, Proverbs 20. You know, on Sundays, I usually do it at night, um, because that just gives me an opportunity to just, you know, get up, either view my church service, uh, or do something of that nature. Well, in Proverbs 18, um We're going to focus on verse 21. The King James Version says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Other versions of the Bible flip that where they say life and death. The King James Version, however, says death and life. Nonetheless, the word of God stands true in that our words have power. If you remember growing up, 
And I was thinking about this this morning, and I don't know where I got it from. I don't know if it was actually my parents. I don't know if it was actually from preschool. But I remember hearing, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And as I've, as I've gotten older, I've come to understand that that is a lie. It is contrary to even what the Word of God says. That's why we can't get so caught up into some of these little cliches and some of these little things, because we'll grow up thinking that's true only to find that it's a lie, only to understand how words have hurt us. Words have hurt us that other people have spoken, and we have hurt other people with our words. You know, um, if you've never been called out of your name, that's a wonderful thing. But when people call you out of your name, depending on the relationship that you have with that person, um, that will hurt you. You know, there are so many adults right now, and you may be one of them, and if you are, I pray that what we talk about today frees you from that. But you may be an adult right now that can't stop rehearsing negative words that were said to you growing up. You may be an adult right now who can't stop rehearsing um, how someone commented on your physical appearance or how someone may have commented on your intellect where you have grown up thinking that you're not pretty enough or you're not smart enough or you're not thin enough or you don't have enough money or, you know, what whatever the case may be. You know, words have power. Words have power. And one of the things that Proverbs does is that it intentionally, throughout the first 18 chapters that we read, it shows us the contrast of different men, the contrast of being a foolish man and a wise man, the contrast of being a prudent man or a simple man, the contrast of someone who chooses their words wisely and carefully and someone who um, is short-tempered and angry and chooses their words, just, they don't even think before they speak. They just say, say what's over whatever is on their mind. And we know in verse 21 that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So the words that we speak in our marriages, we are either speaking death or life. The words that we speak over our children, we are either speaking death or life. The words that we are speaking regarding our finances, we are either speaking death or life. The words that we speak about where we are, our mental, emotional, physical state, we are either speaking death or life, and we will eat the fruit of the words that we say. We will eat the fruit of the words that we say. And it is important 
that even when we find ourselves in difficult situations, you know, you hear people say, oh, I would, um, trying to give an example, even something as casual as saying, I'm broke, I'm broke. Somebody, hey, you want to do this? I can't. I'm broke. I'm broke. You're speaking death to your finances. When you say, if, if you and your spouse are in a disagreement and you say, I, I'm, I, I should get a divorce. I'm, I'm going to go get a divorce. Even if you don't necessarily mean it, you have to be careful because with our words, we charge the atmosphere. With our words, we charge the atmosphere. I'm going to say that again. Why do you think that when we read the word of God, it has so much to do the word of God says, even when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, he said, when you pray, say, say, meaning open up your mouth. There are so many incidents in the Bible where it was a word that was spoken. Even when uh, the servant came to, to uh, Jesus, or was it the servant, or if, or if it was the man, I can't remember, but but his his daughter had died, and he and he told Jesus, speak the word. He, he just said, just, if you just speak the word, if you just speak the word, and we have to get it in our spirit that in spite of what we feel, we've got to just speak the word. Because what is the word? It is the living word. Why is it the living word? Because it's life. It is life unto our bones. It is life unto our very, our, our very, um, our very being. Speak the word over your health. Speak the word over your finances. Your money might be low, but don't dare say you're broke. Why? Because your father is rich. Your father in heaven is rich, so you're not broke. Why are you? Why are you not? Why are you not broke? Even though your money might be low, he said, because you would lack no good thing. He would keep no good things from you. The Bible says that money answers all. Money answers all things. Now it also says that the love of money is the root of evil. But it says that money answers all answers all things. Meaning there's a purpose for you to have money. So don't say you're broke because because the things that you need to do in life require money. You got to pay rent. You know, you got to get around some type of way, even if you're catching the bus, even if you're catching an Uber. You've got to pay for those things. If you've got a car, you've got to have maintenance or you have to pay car insurance. You have to, you know, um, you might have to pay a, a monthly bill. If your car is not paid off, where you lay your head, you've got to pay rent or rent and mortgage. You've got to buy food. So there's a purpose for money. Money answers all things. So don't dare say you're broke when your father is rich and said that he would keep, he would keep no good things from you and you would lack nothing, no things. So you may not be where you want to be yet, but put a yet on there. Don't say you're broke. The doctor comes and, 
and he gives you a, a, a doctor's report, and he gives you a diagnosis, okay, that may be fact. It may be that I've got this illness. It may be that, you know, um, they've got signs that, that this is trying to infiltrate, you know, my, my blood system or um, my health. Okay, that may be fact, okay? That's the doctor. They, you know, God has given them wisdom. That may be fact, but what does truth say? What does life say? What does the living word say? The Bible says that that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon us, and through his stripes we are healed. So guess what? You speak life over your health. You give God back his word. He said, bring me back into remembrance of my word. It's not that he doesn't know it. He knows all things. But do you know it? Do you know what God says about your health situation? He said he would bring health and healing. Do you know? What God says about about your your healing. Do you do you know what the word of God says about your marriage? Instead of walking around saying, you know, my marriage is it's, it's over. I, you know, I just feel like our marriage is over. It's done for. Blah blah blah. But, but what does the living word say? What God has joined together, let no man, and if you have to, put a little parentheses, or a woman, put asunder. What does the living word say? That the two are one flesh. What does the living word say? That a man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. What does what does the living word say? That he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. What does the living word say? I, God says, I hate divorce. So instead of speaking death, even, even if you have wayward children, what does the living words say God you know God says that it is that what you have is an inheritance for your children and your children's children he talks about what the, he gives the promises to those who are righteous and their seed and I want to say it's in it's in Psalms where he talks about about how he will keep the seed of the righteous. If you are a righteous man or a woman of God, then your seed is kept. And you're righteous through Christ, but your seed, your seed is kept because that's what the living word says. Don't tell your children they're going to end up like this or they're going to end up like that. Talk to them about the consequences, right, of their actions, but then you put the word you put the word on it. Don't let your children walk around ignorant. 
you put the word on it then, right, that you cover your children, that you, you speak Psalm 91 over them, that God, your word says with long life, you will satisfy my children. God, your word says that, that my sons and my daughters will prophesy. Give God back his word. We allow too many things to just happen because we won't put the word on it. We'll just accept it. When the word of God says that no weapon, even when the enemy comes after you, the word of God says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every and every tongue that rises up against you thou shalt condemn. God doesn't say that he would condemn it. He said you condemn it. So even if death and life has been spoken over you, God has given you authority to condemn those words, to cancel those assignments, to cancel the word curse that has been spoken over your life. He said thou shalt condemn. You condemn it. You condemn the words that were spoken against you that you would never amount to anything or the words that somebody else, that teacher, spoke over your children. You condemn it. You cancel the word curses, even the word curses that you yourself have spoken over your finances, over your marriage, over your children, over your mental state. When you say, I'm, I'm just, I'm losing my mind, the devil is a liar. God said for me to think on things that are that are pure, that are noble, that are of good report. That's what he told me to think about. So I'm lining up my life, and I'm speaking life over the things that are concerning me, even if my children are concerning me, even if my spouse is concerning me. God, you said that you would perfect those things concerning me, so I thank you for perfecting my children. I thank you for perfecting my spouse. I thank you, God, for perfecting my supervisor because maybe my job is concerning me. Speak life. Speak the word only. Why? Because you will eat the fruit thereof. And a wise man builds up his house. He builds he or she builds up their spouse. They build up their children. They build up those things around them. How do they do that? They speak life. They give them what God says about them. And if nobody is telling you what God says about you, then get you a little pen, get you a little piece of paper, start typing in your phone, and you say what God says about you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the head and not the tail, that you are above and not beneath, that gold and riches are in your house, that you are a wise man and woman of God. Make them affirmations and build yourself up in your most holy faith. As you grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory, God said, bring him back into remembrance of his word. He said that he is not a man that he should lie, <laughs> nor the son of man that he should repent. And so if he said it, then it's going to come 
to pass. Life and death, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18:21. Meditate on it. Get some scriptures about finances. Get some scriptures about health and healing. Get some scriptures about mental state. God, I thank you that my mind, I'm thinking on things above and not on things beneath. I'm thinking on your goodness, God. I'm thinking on your glory, God. I'm thinking on your power, God. I'm thinking on your loving kindness, God. Get some word to back it up. You don't need no posse. All you need is the word of God. You don't need no no bros or, or your sisters and all of that stuff. I pledge the sorority. And, and you know, I, I, I love the the women that I went through that process with. I, I love, you know, the, the finer women that I became a part of an organization with. But here's the thing. I need the word of God because that is what sustains me. That is what keeps me, and that is what makes me whole. Get some word in you. Get some word in you. Get some scriptures to strengthen you, to guide you, to feed you, to sustain you, to deliver you, to heal you, to make you whole. Get the word of God in you. So that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you can say, God, you said that you would put up a standard, that you would put up a standard against him. God, you said, (laughs) you said that whatsoever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever I loose in earth shall be loose in heaven. God, you said that you are my refuge and my strength. God, you said that you are a present help in the time of trouble. Speak life over your life. Speak life over your children, over your spouse. Speak life over your parents. Don't let things just happen. Instead, you call them. You call them to happen. Prophesy over yourself according to the word of God. I love you all and have an awesome day. Bye-bye.